church, family, theology, news, entertainment, evangelism. If it's Christian, then we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Podcast. All right, we are here for our first official uh, podcast. Uh, I am here with Larry Grimm. Hopefully he's on the line right now. I sure am. All right. Well, welcome, Larry. This is our first official podcast. I hope everyone can hear you live and coming through pretty clearly. Me too. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we got we got a, a good show, hopefully, for you planned here. We're going to... Our main topic later is going to be... Um, the church and whether it is a business or a family. So you want to st- stick on for that. Stick on. Can you say stick on? I don't know. Stick, uh, stick around. Stick around. That's it. Stick around for that. Uh, then later on, we're going to talk about The Chosen. If you have not seen The Chosen, we are going to talk about The Chosen a little bit. Uh, that might be a little difficult for Larry since he hasn't seen it. And if he did see it, he doesn't remember much of it. But we have seen it. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, but right now, we're just going to uh, talk a little bit about each other. Um, not talk about each other, but talk to each other for a second. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier before we got on. And this week, Larry, was my birthday. And, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting old. And um, so for... Any any gray hairs yet? Well, that happened way, uh, well, not a little. I got a few. Um, it depends on the day. And so uh, um, if I pluck it out, I don't have any. But if I pluck it out, I might go bald. So If, if I did that, I'd be bald for sure. You would be. So. <laughs> or I'd look like some kind of freak. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Um so the uh, um, so it's my birthday, and and what our family does, we don't really do like anything super special for our birthdays, and uh, like I, I told people at church yesterday, we don't we don't we have never bought our kids anything for their birthday. Um, my in laws they come over and they bring gifts, and that's enough. So I'm like, we're just not buying all those kind of gifts. But uh, so my in laws love to buy our gifts, so they they bought me a gift yesterday. They said it was coming in the mail. I haven't gotten it yet, uh, so in the meantime, I got these dark uh, Dove dark chocolate things, which are really good. If you can hear that, they're sitting uh, right here. Yeah, that that's a good gift. Yeah, Just it's amazing it. what ten bucks will do to, to a man's life. And I got a case of root beer, so I'm like, hey, you know, root beer. What kind? A and W. Do you like A and W versus Barks? Or do you like Barks better? I prefer A&W over Barks, but I prefer IBC over all of them. Well, uh, yeah. That, yeah. Anything I, in a brown bottle, uh, you know, for root beer. <laughs> but uh, What about, have you have you tried the Virgil? I did. You, I, I, that's a little strong, but um, it, it's fine. It, it's a little bit strong for me, but um, I could like it. I could learn to like it. Just can't handle that strong root beer huh yeah we tried to make a we thought about making the original root beer with uh without carbonation well with carbonation but with um 
uh, homemade carbonation, if that makes any sense. Yeah, we did that, and uh, I've tried it a couple times, and it still comes out yeasty. Ugh. Well, then maybe so, we won't do that. Yeah, I and yeah, it had a the flavor was okay. Just I, I, I think I the carbonation was really strong, so I think that's why it's too yeasty. But yeah. Anyway. Well, so for our birthday, what we get to do is pick our meal, and the kids get to pick their meal, and so do I. And we get to pick our dessert, which Jeremiah's birthday was recently, and his dessert was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> but uh, I, I can't even describe what it was. It was uh, it, it was like it tasted like trick cereal. It, it had pieces of it was like a fruit cake, and mm. uh, yeah, that was delicious. A bunch of Jellos. There was like eight Jello. Anyway, so for my dessert, I I got to pick. Uh, French silk pie and oh, Edward's so imitation, Edward's chocolate pie. And my daughter, Hannah, she like is a master at making pies and, and desserts. They were good. Uh, I think I gained a few pounds, but anything chocolate. I am a sucker for chocolate. I, mm-hmm. I, I That's just my one weakness is chocolate. Yeah, I think that's what kryptonite really is, is chocolate. <laughs> that's what it is? Well, kryptonite's <laughs> green. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's If true. my chocolate's green, but no, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Uh, um, I'm, I'm glad that you referred to me as Superman, but uh, uh, my kryptonite is chocolate. Uh, if you want me to go with you, just give me give me chocolate and I'm with you. <laughs> so that, anyway, but no, that's, uh, so yeah, it was my birthday and yeah, I'm getting older I'm feeling it a little bit, but, uh, but no, it was, it was fun. We had a good time. Uh, we didn't do anything super special. We just ate my hamburgers. And, uh, uh, so yeah, that's any, so anything going on with you guys? No, we did get our roof put on. That's last good. Weekend. That was exciting. Loud in the house when they're doing that. Yeah, I heard it. Um, yeah. So it sounded like a war or something going on, but. It's done and no leaks, so good. Well, well, that's good. Now, and what about you? Now, you. This is interesting and it's kind of funny. I think what you said came at your door the other day. What was that? The yellow pages. Oh yeah. So this is uh, that. That's funny. So I, I was in my bedroom and uh, walked over to my dresser, and there was some papers, and I moved the papers, and there was this book there it was a yellow book and it said the yellow pages and i was like you've got to be kidding me i haven't seen one of these in in years and i actually flipped through it was actually pretty big and uh i was shocked that people still use this because uh you know our business we looked into advertising with the yellow pages and it was over three hundred dollars and i'm like dude we could just use Google for way cheaper than yeah, that. Way I, cheaper. I don't know of any of our customers that ever use Yellow Pages. If anybody out there still uses Yellow Pages, please email us. Uh, I don't even know what our email is, but email us at, at uh, uh, what is it? Talk at Fellowship of Believers, uh, something like that. Fellowship of Believers dot org. Talk. Email us and let us know if you still get the Yellow Pages, because that would be. Uh, that would be interesting to know if you guys, anyone still uses the yellow pages. That is, that is awesome. Yeah. Some parents might have to explain what the yellow pages actually is. Let your fingers do the talking. 
Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is such a throwback. Yeah, I was shocked because we haven't seen one in a while, and I'm and it was pretty full. So I was like, wow, this is. I was impressed. I was pretty happy to see the the old. I'm expecting the Sears and, and J.C. Penney's catalog on my on my counter pretty soon here. And well, uh, you know, LP Records are coming back. LP Records. Yeah. Well, that yeah. is uh, that's for those uh, nice little yuppies, huh? Yeah, but still, I mean, because remember, people were complaining about the scratching, and and they're so happy when cassette tapes came out, and then CDs, and now it's. They want to get back to that original scratchy sound of the vinyl. Yeah, well, you are a little older than I am. I was just talking to my daughter today at work and because uh, my in-laws wanted to get rid of all their CDs yesterday. They were like, we just need to get rid of our... No one has a CD player. And I said, man, I, I when I was a kid <laughs> and I got my first CD, I thought, I will die and CDs will still be around. And within yeah. you know one generation, my kids don't even use CDs. It is it is weird how that is so quickly just transformed into everyone using phones. I would have never thought that we were walking around with phones in our pocket. I know, isn't that crazy? No, it just shows you how old I mean, we are. <laughs> so. Well, that's true. I, I remember eight track. Well, that's before my time. It, <laughs> but, I know. <laughs> I don't know anything right, about eight track. Really but. old thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw I, I saw my grandparents with some, but I, I was like, these, these are weird. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I've never, we never had them in our house, but my my grandparents had some, and uh, but yeah, they we're we're with CDs, so CDs and MP3s now, so everything's on our phones. Um, yeah, uh, that's funny. So we were just talking about how even movies, we're we're all moving away from. Uh, uh, DVDs and things like that, and I, I was, I was, uh, you know, just telling Rebecca, people come to our house and might judge us because they'll look at our TV and uh, see that there's an Xbox under there, and we don't play the <laughs> Xbox. My parents gave me their old Xbox, but we use it as a DVD player because we don't have yeah, a DVD player. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here we are with a controller and an Xbox, and we don't even play it. So anyway. Well, yeah, anyway, I amazing. think uh, we're about ready to get into our show, um, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. Nope. Yeah, we're all I'm good. Ready. Huh? All right, well, let's get out of here, and uh, then we'll uh, jump on into uh, our main topic. The Mike Charleston Podcast. All right, we are back, and we are ready to talk to uh, talk about our main topic today. And our main topic is going to be about the church. And so we are excited. If anybody knows me, my one big passion is the church. Uh, I love telling people about Jesus, but I really have a heart's desire for the church. So I've been, just to get it all out there, and Larry's joining us too, back. He's back with us. And Can you hear me okay? Yep, you're fine. Uh, but I've been house churching for, well, over 20 years and uh, doing church in our house. So just to get that out there in the open, so I'm not trying to deceive people, 
um, we are not doing church like most people. And we're going to kind of make a defense for that in this podcast. But we're not going to shame anyone either. So we're not uh, trying to say we're any more special. We're, you're less godly if you go to a traditional church. What we want to do is just share what we believe to be the biblical church. You know, and there's going to be issues that we are talking about that most people don't think about, don't know about. And what we want to do is just challenge your thinking. That is kind of the point of this. As we go through the scriptures and we read some of these scriptures, there are some things that challenge us. And so we want to bring some of those things out. And what are things that we're doing in church that we are doing that we don't even know why we're doing them? And so as a foundation to that, we are going to talk about is the, is the church a business or a family? So that's kind of uh, uh, challenging right there from the beginning on the title, huh? That's a, yeah, that's a big topic. So the um, uh, so let's get right into it. So re- recently I had a, a friend of mine, um, and it was a real friend. It's not one of those, I have a, a friend. And, all right. he, so Anonymous he, source. That's right. No, he was a, he's a real friend, and he really was asking me about his church. Now, his church... It was a really small country church. They tried to do what they call family integrated church, which I'm all for. And um, uh, this particular pastor, he was getting up in age and he is not very hip and not very cool. And um, he's just a dude and he, he loves Jesus and he teaches the Bible. And I don't know how many people there were, maybe 50 to 100 people at his church. Not, not very many. Well, the church got together and they wanted to get rid of him. They wanted to vote him out and get a new guy that's kind of, uh, that went to Bible college, that has new ideas and uh, those type of things. And um, he, he, wants, uh, he wanted my advice on, um, is there a, uh, do I have any information on the, the, a biblical style church, you know, is it business style? Cause he, he was all for the way we do things. He actually met with us for many years and, uh, he, he thinks that the business model is, is a problem. So do I have any information? Of course I had information. Okay. And, um, I was one of those guys that saved everything cause I didn't think the internet would be around forever. <laughs> and, <laughs> but just for fun, I went back on the internet and was searching for business, uh, versus family style church. And I was actually surprised. Uh, 20 years ago, when I looked this up, um, there was a lot more information on the family style church. There was hardly any. And there was a lot more of how to run a business, how to run a church like a business. And so it was actually kind of kind of funny. So I'm sure that in your current situation, you kind of uh, find similar things. Right. Well, you know, full disclosure, we currently attend a traditional church, not because we haven't been able to find anybody to home church with. Um, so, however, I would like, I, I, I see both sides and I think biblically the home church fits the model of the Bible more. Sure. Sure. And, and like I tell people, it's not even necessarily a house church because you can have a house church and do institutional stuff inside the right, house church. Right. 
you could meet in a building and still do a biblical style church. So that's not necessarily the most important thing. It's how we do church. And so, yeah, right. so you, you're, you're, you're in the middle of a new church. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, but yeah, when you look at the Bible, most churches now, it's, it's like you said, it's a business and a business needs customers to stay in business. And that's kind of how the church is. Because you've heard of like the seeker, seeker friendly churches. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and they constantly need new faces, and just like a business, you you need new people coming in to yep. run your business. Well, and that's the, we were kind of talking about this earlier, but the whole point of church, and we'll get into this later in a few other episodes, what the church is actually for. But the church is for believers. I know that shocks a lot of people when they hear that. And they're like, well, when I invite people, I'm inviting people to church. That's the problem. And and so in the business model, you need new customers, you need new people. And so the pastor does all the work, and we just bring in the new customers and we'll talk about that later in a few episodes down the line here of what who the church is actually for. It's not for unbelievers. It is for believers. Uh, unbelievers can show up at times, and there are probably some unbelievers in your current church, <laughs> in my yeah. current church. You know, it, it's there. There are going to be unbelievers around. But uh, but anyway, I want to. So here are five things that I found on the internet. Uh, I wish I remembered the. I didn't document the website, but. Uh, it was indicative of a lot of other things I came across. And this guy, the way he put it, and he wasn't being sarcastic, but this is, I'm just going to put it out there kind of the way he had it. Uh, it kind of mixed it with a couple other websites. But um, he had five points, how to run your church like a business. Okay, so we'll go point by point. And these are actually kind of funny. <laughs> so he said, number one, businesses reach new clients slash new markets. And, well, businesses do do that, like you were mentioning. And his reference was Matthew 28, uh, going to all the world. So in that point, he is saying, as a, as a business, businesses want to reach new clients in new markets. And as a, as a church, we're trying to reach new people. And that's actually kind of true, right? Well, kind of. But is it? up to the church or the individual well when i'm saying the church it w- okay so that's a good point so when we're saying church i am i am not referring to the edifice uh i'm i am talking about the body of believers and okay yeah so we are to reach new people for the lord and to spread the gospel so that is a uh, so a lot of people could read this and go hey that, that is true we are to reach new people like new clients, but that sounds like a, a, a modified MLM uh, marketing right. scheme here. Yeah. So point it's number exact, yeah. point number two, he said businesses hold employees and management accountable. That that is true. If you're a bad employee, you don't show up on time. Guess what? You get sacked. Fired. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he this one um, it was an interesting verse. He used Luke chapter twelve verse forty seven. And he said, the servant that doesn't do the will of his Lord will be beaten. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> hey, I'm not going to argue well, with the Bible. I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> that's right. I've heard some uh, stories about deacon boards and stuff, so maybe, you gotta maybe beat they read that verse. <laughs> that's right. You are not listening. We're going to beat you. 
I don't know. You're not performing. That is uh, that is something else. Uh, so, anyways, number three, businesses organize and plan projects slash activities, and they used uh, Luke fourteen. 28, which counts the cost, the the building, where, you know, you consider the cost before you build a building. And, okay, that's an interesting verse to take out of context. Uh, Yeah, that doesn't really fit. But in the the scheme of business, we can use that verse, I guess, and say, yes, yeah, you you want to consider the the cost uh, um, of a building project so that is what the church does. I, look, I'm not against the church actually organizing itself and planning activities. Uh, we have planned right. uh, many activities um, in the past. We, we plan a camp. We plan uh, different uh, activities for our church. Uh, but it's is it, how does it come about? And we'll talk about that. But sure, businesses do that. Churches might do that. So there, there is some similarities here. Um, number four, business examine and eliminate all things that do not yield results. Now, I thought this one was interesting, um, because this is exactly what the church does do right now, right? Yeah. So he used John 15, two, which says every branch that does not bear fruit will be taken away. (laughs) So another (laughs) verse taken out of context, but so let's talk about this for a second. So in the business world, you, we, you sit there and say, this didn't work. We tried this, uh, the sale didn't work. This uh, product didn't work. We're going to eliminate it. Um, if, if you are a fan of Apple products, which I am, there are a number of, products that have failed and they you cannot buy them anymore they are they are done they're like this isn't worth our time our money so in the same way a lot of churches do the exact same thing if their programs aren't working if they're not drawing new people in they eliminate them right and businesses have to do that constantly to evaluate what's working what's which kind of ties in or what you said a number oh you know it's number four yeah if it's not yielding any results, it means it's costing you money and you need to get rid of it. Right. And, and, and find it, something that's, that's going to give you the results. Right. And in the business, what is the, the end result? To make money. Right. So what is the main result of the church? That would be my question is, what is, what is not working? What is the result you're looking for? If, if the result you're looking for is edification of the body of Christ then if what you are doing is not bringing that result, then sure, get rid of it. Uh, right. But most people, that's not their goal. Is to Their goal is to bring more people in because that brings more money in usually. I don't want to yeah. be um, cynical here, but that is that is the case. Um, well, no, that's... Uh, but that's true because the more... And because business, churches, they have light bills to pay, insurance, salaries, all kinds of expenses and they need new faces sitting in the pews to, and more people in the pews usually means more money in the plate. Absolutely. And it only makes sense. And if you're doing this yeah. style uh, as a business style, that's, that's good business. Um, but our question and our challenge is, is that really the, the case? Is that really what the Bible teaches? Uh, is the Bible teach that we are to bring new people in to bring more money in? 
You know, that is uh, far from it. So let's go move on to number five. Number five, businesses expect a return of investment. And if you don't believe that, then you're a fool to go into business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even if, even a nonprofit business needs money to come in. Otherwise, they're they sold. Right. Yeah. And, and so the verse there that they, they, uh, they use is Luke 12, 48. He that is trusted more will be, uh, will be demanded. You know, basically that you got, you got more, you, 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 what you're entrusted more with, you'll get more. And so, uh, the, um, business model would expect in return on investment. So my, my question would be for the church, you know, is what is, are we, what is, what are we expecting for the return of investment? You know, we put all this time and effort on our, our buildings, our music program, our Sunday schools, our youth programs, and they would like to say that the whole point is to reach Christ, or not reach Christ, reach the people for Christ. Right, right. <laughs> right. Maybe they would reach Christ, but yeah, they, they, they are trying to reach people for, for Christ. Um, my, my question back to them would be that it's not working very well. They are entertaining, at best, saints and lulling to sleep the sinners and uh, maybe bringing in a few of them that are, are, are very spiritual in nature but um, are really not being converted. So anyway, let's... let's well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say because it, that's why you see all these churches having these new programs, new music, new... Everything's going to be new and hip and fresh. Going back to your story of the friend, of course, if it's dying, what are you going to do? Right. What's it geared you to? you got to have, yeah, you got to get somebody in their hip that's cool and that's going to reach the young people and because we're losing up the them. music. That's right. We're losing right. our young people, so we need someone that's relevant and cool. Right. And uh, it's kind of hip. He's got a tattoo or something, or he's got messed up well, hair and a hole in his jeans. And, you know. <laughs> well, you think about it. I mean, marketing works because look at Starbucks. It's coffee, and it's not. I'm not a big coffee drinker, but it's not great coffee. Okay, but it's I'll expensive. Take your word. Yeah, <laughs> it's to me, it's just average coffee, and they charge a premium for it because it's the marketing, it's the atmosphere they create. It's and it's the same in churches. You go to some of these churches and you can tell it's a new marketing program. They got the, the concert series before the sermon. And, you know, and like you said at the end of your article, it's a, it's like a concert with a TED talk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My wife liked that, but uh, yeah. Uh, well, so here, here's something that we, we found and I thought this was very interesting and see what you think about this. The, so church businesses, we found this, I, I forget where it was, but please trust me, you can search it your own place on, online, but uh, church businesses in America, um, and, and this was from, from 2019, uh, revenue-wise, in 2019. Obviously in 2020, it has slipped a bit, but this is an average. So church businesses in America is a $1.2 trillion business. So that's a lot of money. We just had a $1.9 trillion uh, stimulus package, and yeah. we, we were up in arms. The church brought in, in America, $1.2 trillion. 
Now, in comparison to that, uh, the NFL, which is the most popular sport in America, uh, which I do not watch, but uh, I'm aware of the NFL. I used to watch football and uh, go Steelers. Uh, but the, um, I haven't watched them in a while and don't really care about the NFL, but they are in it to make money. The NFL, right. their whole desire is to make money and to, to get new markets, new clients. Uh, they want to hold their management accountable. They plan, they, they have these activities, they, they eliminate things that don't work and they want an investment, uh, return on their investment. They made in 2019, Oh, uh, just over fifteen billion dollars in revenue in two thousand nineteen. Think about that. that so that's a huge difference. That is a huge difference. And so when you when you're talking about well, we reach people for the lost, and we're going to reach people for the lost. I submit that the NFL has actually reached more people for the NFL than the church has for Jesus Christ. The the church in America. Um, has spent $1.2 trillion, which, by the way, there was an average of 400,000 churches in America. Uh, me and Jeremiah kind of did the math, and, of course, now I lost the, the results somewhere. But it came around somewhere about $3 million per church in America. That's how much revenue we're, we're bringing in per church. That's, that's, wow. that's to make it more real for, for you. So you, you listeners out there, think about your current church that you're at. Do you think your church is actually bringing in $3 million? Uh, if you're a mega church, you are, but your average country church uh, is not bringing $3 million in. No. Shouldn't, I wouldn't think. But anyway, the NFL is bringing in $15 billion. It's a far cry from the $1.2 trillion. And yet the NFL gets a lot of results. They actually get gear out there. They get people wearing their jerseys. People are excited about the NFL. They go to their games. Yeah. They watch it on TV. And what do we get in return? What do we get? We get concerts, conferences, yeah. counseling sessions. We get worship services. We get we get sermons. That's what we get. <laughs> we get yeah. a plethora of sermons. Uh, we we get a lot of sermons. So, uh, like I said, uh, this is with all that revenue. We have the biggest churches that we have ever had. We have more books on any kind of subjects that we have ever had before. And yet we are less prepared to face any kind of trial or persecution in the Christian church today. And Christians do not know their Bible. Think about that. Right. With all that money, we are less prepared than ever before. That is sad. And like you said, doctrine is not being taught. So Christians don't even know what they believe or even how to defend what they believe or why they believe it. Right. And that's pretty sad. Right. That, that was really sad. The, 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 the job of the church is not doing what it's supposed to. They not only are they not helping the, the, the so-called sheep, they're not edifying and building them up and, and equipping them to do the work of the ministry. They're bringing sinners in and not even converting them. They are just, making more they're bringing the world in the church which is problematic in and of itself so anyway right. that is that so uh, is the business model working i don't think so no I, a friend of mine i told you this before the illustration he said if you look at the biblical view the biblical model of the church versus a traditional institutionalized church if you take the two of them if you take jesus out of both of them the traditional church 
nothing happens. It's business as usual. Sure. They may have to adjust their songs or something, but even nowadays, not even most of them. But the biblical church, if you took Jesus out of it, you don't have anything. It just falls apart. Sure. Makes no sense. It, it be, but the reverse on the traditional institutionalized church, if you take money out of it, the whole thing collapses. Right. But the biblical church, you take money out and still goes on. Nothing changes. It still goes on. That's right. (laughs) So really who's the God of those churches? That's right. Well, and so let's, let's, let's move this to the Bible. So the Bible does, uh, does the Bible talk about us as potential clients or employees or does it refer to us as some part of family? So in in the Bible, it doesn't refer to uh, um, you know God re- relates to his son. He doesn't relate to him as an employee. Does, does Jesus have a relationship with the boss or with? Yeah. And we we use that term sometimes in irreverent ways, but um, he doesn't have a boss. Jesus doesn't have a boss. He doesn't have a CEO. He he goes to he goes to a father. And the father has a son, and not only that, but the father calls us sons. Uh, in First uh, John uh, one three, it says that we shall be called the sons of God, um, and so we refer to him as our father, as in our father art in heaven. <laughs> you know, yeah, he is That's... our father, and uh, even in the church. Uh, church leadership we'll get into later on, but we we, we refer to them as elders. Um, right. The elders, you don't rebuke an elder lightly. You rebuke no. an elder, you treat them as a father, not father. a not a not a uh, management person or uh, or an employee. <laughs> right. And people are like, oh, well, you're making a big deal about this, but these are biblical terms that we have to lay a foundation that it is a family. Uh, it is not a committee. It, there's no board. This is this is a body of Christ. They call it a body, which is you know built up of individuals called sons and daughters of God. And yep. um, so the the business model uh, is is a business where in the biblical model it looks more like a family reunion. Right. So the, yeah. fam- the the a church meeting should look more like a family reunion than like I said like you said a concert and a TED talk. You know, so yeah. the the uh, the New Testament model uh what we read what we see in scripture um is is that we refer to each other as brothers, sisters, uh fathers, uh this is these are family terms. Not yeah. business terms. No. We're just not going to well, find that. The- even the church itself is referred to as the bride of Christ. Absolutely. Not an organization. <laughs> right, right. As the Jehovah Witnesses would want us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, he didn't he's not gonna marry an organization. He he is he's marrying the bride of Christ. And uh, so yeah, so these are all family type terms and what we're trying to show you that is it, you might think, well you're 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 beating the dead horse here. But Maybe we are, but the foundation is that first and foremost, God refers to us as family, not as a business. Even if you go in the Old Testament and look at the 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 the, the um, patriarchal fathers, you know Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he refers to in a family way. The the family right. is a very important part in the Jewish culture. 
especially in the Bible times, and maybe not so much today, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the the Jewish culture, everything centered around the the meal time, and the 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 mom knew her place, the dad knew her place, the children knew their place. The family was a very important thing, and God was their father. They 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 referred to each other in a in a familiar fam, familiar. Uh, how do I say it? The, the familiar. Yeah, a tongue twister. Yeah, in a family way. <laughs> in a, yeah, there you go. That's right. I was trying to say it too. I couldn't say. It. But that, that, that's how they refer to each other, and uh, the, this is this is a tight group. So a biblical style church uh, is not going to have a one man show dictate to everybody what they have. We are going to prove this here in the next few episodes that the the, the Bible is not. The church in the Bible does not have one person telling everybody what to do. A one-man show that, or even a board that uh, tells the pastor what to do. Um, we've got to get those notions out of our head. We got to know yeah. where we came from. Where did all this come from, anyways? The uh, and that's what we'll talk about next time. Is you know kind of like the history of it, where uh, it stopped being more of a family and it started to become more of a, a business where. Um, you know, things things started changing when when it became legalized, and uh, now we have a professional class of servants, a professional right. class of of, of um, ministers, and once you have a professional class, it ceases being a family, and and everybody's job is now taken away and is given to the special class, which is a big problem because we're all ministers of the gospel. Well, and you mentioned this earlier, just a few minutes ago, the, the church is for believers. Now, obviously, you know, unbelievers, like in your house, your house church, there could be somebody that's not a believer, not born again, sure. come in. But that's not, you're not gearing your whole program towards them. Right. It's not you're the focus. there for, right. Not that you would cast them out, but you're gearing towards other believers to fellowship together, to be encouraged and then to go out and right. reach the exactly. lost. Our, our, our duty is to still reach the lost. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that. Right. And if you want to rent a building and to bring lost people in and preach them the gospel, great. That is good. Right. It's just not the church. Uh, we need to save what is precious for the church for the church and then outreach uh, separately, and this is this is for um, uh, the church to do its work, you know, to go out and to share the gospel. Um, and then we bring them into the church when they are believers, and we we can uh, disciple them and train them up, and for the for the edification of the body of Christ. But this is so far removed, and so many people are probably thinking, this is so bizarre. I've never really heard this. Well, good. Maybe, you know, yeah. that's great. Then <laughs> then we'll challenge your thinking some more. And um, I hope this doesn't turn you off. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll end it right here, and uh, we'll, we'll, um, we'll catch up on the, the next, next episode. We're going to talk about how we got here, the, the history of it, and it has something to do with Constantine. But we will, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, we'll get there with the 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 um, the edict of Milan and all that fun history. But there it there is a oh, 
a reason why we are today and how we're doing things today. It didn't just happen. So there, there are specific things that happen, and we will talk about that, how we got that today. So we will talk about that next week, and uh, we will be back with some news and stuff like that. So uh, hold on. We'll be right back. And we are back. We are uh, going to do our news segment, but we are not going to talk news. <laughs> so we are going to uh, talk uh, entertainment. So that was one of the things we like to talk about. Um, Larry's back on the line, I think. I am on the line. Okay. And the uh, and Jeremiah might be joining us here. Uh, he doesn't want to really say much, but uh, we might get him on the mic. But anyway, we... we we want to talk all things Christian here, and part of that is entertainment. Uh, we like to uh, uh, watch some movies, and we watch a lot of Christian movies. And so lately, they've come out with a thing called The Chosen. And if you haven't seen The Chosen, it's, uh, it's, it's basically a TV show about the disciples and about Jesus. Uh, but I think it's about mainly about the disciples, because it's The Chosen, the ones he chose, and about their, what they're doing. Uh, we've watched season one. We've watched all of all of the episodes that are out up until this date, uh, season season two. So I wanted to give my thoughts on it. I would ask Larry to get his thoughts on it, but I guess you don't remember seeing it. Well, I did see. I think most of the first episode. Oh, oh the first, I mean, the epi- first season. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not the first, yeah. I'm sorry. I said the first episode. Was, but you I don't remember much. A bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, you know, I will say I did like the episode with Nicodemus, where Nicodemus came to Jesus, and just Nicodemus's whole character. I thought they did a good job. Yeah. Obviously, they embellished a bit for the story, but I think they, I think they captured the whole meeting of Nicodemus and Jesus. Yes, I, in John chapter three. So we're we are not hopefully not giving a lot of spoilers here. Oh, um, yeah, sorry. Like you said earlier, um, we read the book already. We kind of know what's going to yeah, happen. Right. <laughs> but they are taking a good bit of license, and, and I'm all right with that. I mean, usually when it comes to Bible uh, movies, TV shows, I'm kind of suspect. I'm like, how are they going to portray Jesus and all these other people? And what I like about The Chosen is they're, they're not focusing on Jesus, even though he is a part of it. Uh, they're focusing on people like Mary Magdalene, uh, uh, Nicodemus, Matthew, right. yeah. you know, Peter, Andrew at this point, uh, and a couple others. Uh, but that they're, they're focusing on the people around Jesus, and obviously they have to uh, be in communication with Jesus. So I'm, 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 my guard was up when I was watching right. this. yeah. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I have been very, very impressed, especially with season one. Season two has kind of fallen flat a little bit story wise, uh-huh. but um, uh, but I still like what they're doing. Uh, but yeah, the first season, it's, it's very moving. Uh, they're, 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 the storylines are they make sense. It's not too unbelievable. They, they obviously change some things. They change some order for the story's sake. And I'm all right with that. I mean, how are, how do you feel about them changing some things? Uh, it was okay. It was a lot. I will say it was a lot better. The, the episodes I did watch, 
it was a lot better than what I expected. Sure. Yeah, because you're uh, probably like me. Ex- you're very suspect. Yes, and very skeptical. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I've seen kind of some of this before, and it was not good. But, right. But I, overall, I thought they did a great job. Yeah. And specifically that scene that you were talking about, or that episode with Nicodemus, uh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, and the, the episode of the, the, the man they put down through the roof, uh, that's one of my uh, yeah. favorites. Yeah, that was a good one. That right. Was good. So they're trying to combine different things and make a story. And um, so anyway, the, I, I really like what The Chosen's doing. The second, ep- second season... Ah, it's kind of falling flat because see what they uh, did in the first season and I liked was they show the 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 tension. So you have a tension of of the Jesus coming on the scene and you have Pharisees and the Romans and the Romans and Pharisees don't like each other. Then they show Matthew and he's a tax collector, he's a traitor and they don't really down. like him. And Jesus is starting to call these people. And so it cuts back and forth to all these people. And eventually they all kind of meet. And so there's this anticipation that something bad is about to happen. Something good could happen. Something. Ba- so there's a, there's a clear bad guy, clear good guy. And uh, in the second season, it seems like they've gone away. We don't see any Romans. We don't see any Pharisees. So who's the bad guy? the disciples they all hate each other <laughs> so they're fighting amongst uh, each other right now which did happen you know they, they they bickered and fought with each other um and um and they they are still new at this they they aren't uh they aren't fully on board they they want to follow jesus but they don't know what that means like there's a scene where you know peter is called and he is excited and he goes home and tells his wife that jesus right. And he's like, I'm going to be a fisher of men. And I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you know, we kind of yeah. laugh at that because we're in the future. We know what that means. But these people are still learning. So I, I like that human aspect of uh, the, the show, that they're, they're showing the, the human side of Nicodemus, the, the human side of Peter and Andrew and Mary Magdalene. And I, I'm really enjoying that perspective because I can, I can picture myself in that same position. So it's actually, I, I've been really impressed with what they've been doing. They haven't turned it over to Hollywood or anything. So uh, that, in that regard. So where, without giving too much away, where does season two pick up at? Well, th- so it, it ends with, uh, season one ends with, um, uh, and hopefully there's not too many spoilers. If you, you really want to know, read the Bible. <laughs> you know, there's a yeah. lot of stories. But the woman at the well. And so after the woman oh, at the well, they go right. into Samaria. So they, they left uh, um, Caesarea. Right. Where, where, no, they were going into Philippi uh, in the third episode. But the, um, uh, they left Jerusalem. Okay, right. And they, 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 they're going into Samaria. So that's where it's headed. I don't know exactly where they're heading after them, trying to figure out where they would be heading. Are they going to go back to Jerusalem soon? Or are they going to stay out in the outer places and, and, and do some more ministry out there? I don't know. It's, uh, they, they've got me wondering. So <laughs> anyway, I have Jeremiah here. Is Jeremiah going to jump on? He looks like he's excited. To, you're not going to yeah. want, you don't want to tell your opinion? Come on, man, get on. Uh, he, I was going to ask him what he thought about it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not supposed to really say anything about it. So Why not? 
spoilers. Well, you don't have to like get specific, but you can you can talk about your impressions of it, uh, how much you like it or don't like it, or. Well, as far as like production quality goes, the second season is a lot worse than the first season. Well, that is true, <laughs> especially the one episode. That, like the third what, what episode. What do you mean about that? Well, I mean, it's like some of the lighting is just pretty bad, and then the um, they messed up the order of some of the things in the episodes. So, like, just from a cinema cinematographic, <laughs> however you say that word. yeah, from that point of view, it's not as good. Yeah, and I, they rushed that episode, I think, and I think that was the the problem. They rushed it, but the um, um, but yeah, you're right. There was a whole. I mean, it was like five to ten minutes where you could barely see anybody. And I'm like, this is, this is terrible. But um, uh-huh. you know, that's a one off. So maybe we'll give them a break on that one. Um, it wasn't their best job. It was all in one take. So it was like <laughs> you got to do it or redo it. And the, they, I just they kept it. Uh, maybe they're gonna fix it in post a little bit and re-release it. I don't know. But it wasn't. Uh, wasn't as good as I had I, I, I'd hoped. But uh, any other thoughts, Jeremiah, about it? I mean, I I just like the first season better, but it's possible that they'll make it up in the next episodes. Yeah, hopefully that's what we hope at least, right? Because <laughs> I think the first season was really really good, and Jeremiah's not really excited to be here. He's trying to work on a car right now, so maybe we'll let him go work on his car. <laughs> He's all greased up and uh, trying to fix a car for for his sister, but uh, but anyway, but th- th- that's and he's a he's a young man. That's his perspective. We're not just old people down on Christian uh, uh, entertainment. I'm actually for Christian entertainment. I, I think there's some there's a place for it. Um, most of it out there is pretty cheesy. But um, yeah, I agree with you on that one. But there, but lately they've been coming out with some pretty good ones, and um, so maybe something later on we'll we'll talk about some of our favorites, um, because if we covered all the cheesy ones, it'll turn into a comedic <laughs> show. <laughs> so on season one, what did you think about the the segment? I guess I don't know if there's a whole episode. I don't remember where it was at, but where Jesus was sort of camped out. And the kids kept showing up. Oh, yeah, the kids one. That's Jeremiah's favorite one. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> no, oh, <laughs> it's not his favorite. Both mean... kind of weird, but... There's, a, there's people that we know that that's their favorite favorite episode, and that, that's fine. I, I get it. But that definitely wasn't... I thought that was weird. Uh, honestly, yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. I just think they could have incorporated that as another cutaway, so they could have one of the other scenes as they're showing Matthew or the Pharisees, and then they cut back to Jesus in the wilderness with the children, but they decided to make a whole episode with just him right. and the kids. Spoiler. I uh, should have warned people. I, but I um, thought that was kind of weird because it thought it would, none of the kids would have said anything to their parents. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. There's obviously preparation for later. Um, part of it already happened when, um, you know, Peter's up there and Jesus is healing the person and the kids show up again and they're, they're right, there yeah. to know Jesus and he's, Peter's kind of shocked, like, you, you know him. But anyway, but yeah, that wasn't my favorite. 
it, it wasn't my yeah. cup of tea, but I know a number of people I've talked to that that's their favorite episode. And I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, it's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was odd. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I guess because I was thinking if my one of my kids came home and said, oh, yeah, we there's this man out in the woods. And exactly. <laughs> I'd be like, there's what? Where? <laughs> well, they were they, they they said that to tell their parents, you know, like the kids right. got together and said, we're not going to tell our parents. Yeah. So the kids are all already off to line and um, yeah, deceiving uh, their parents <laughs> for, right. for the like, sake of good, right? That. Yeah, I would have done that a little differently. Yeah, but yeah. I, I just, the whole thing was kind of bizarre, especially when you're watching it in order. The second one ends, very tense scene with Peter and the yeah. Romans, and then it goes into this, and you're like, what happened? Are we in heaven? You know, what happened? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then it goes, yeah. season four, I mean, episode four picks right back up to where they left. So it just seemed like interesting, and uh, maybe they, they were going to intertwine it in the story, but it... It was too long, so they decided to make it its own episode. I don't know. It, it, it I mean, once again, yeah. it shows the humanity of Jesus, and I do like right. that aspect, but it just seemed uh, out of place. I, I don't know. It seemed weird. I, I guess it fits in where Jesus said in the Bible, you know, except you come as a little child. Yep. Or, have, or and suffer the little children come unto me. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that's coming yeah. later, uh, where these kids yeah. are going to see him again, and the disciples are like, no, 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 and then he's going to be like, hey, let him come to me, and, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what they're going to go with. They plan on having seven seasons, so I look forward to it. Uh, if you're not open to you know, Christian entertainment and all that stuff, you, you, you'd probably be mad at, at our take here, but uh, honestly, I would encourage people to check it out. If anything, it's a conversation piece. Uh, right. I know I was talk- talking to a friend of ours that we know, and um, his uh, his future uh, son-in-law uh, kind of got saved watching it. So, um, nice. yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised to hear that, and I'm like, wow. It was just, you never know what God is going to use to minister to people. And, yeah, that's um, it. So th- 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 this, is, this has been a, a blessing to me. It's uh, encouraged me and moved me in certain ways and made me think about certain things. So I would encourage everyone out there to, you have to download the app. I think we don't get paid, by the way, by the chosen. But if they want to sponsor, (laughs) (laughs) which I doubt they are, they're they're raising their own money. But uh, you can only watch it through the app at this point, maybe VidAngel or something like that. I don't know. But uh, but anyway, I think that that, that'll that'll do it for this uh, segment. And um, at this point, I think you're going to sign off. And uh, because our next episode, our next episode, our next uh, thing would be uh, emails and stuff. And we don't really have emails, but I'll do a little little thing there to give people out the email address and all that. So I guess we'll go ahead and just uh, say bye to you, uh, Larry. All right. uh, uh, We'll catch you some some time next time. Okay. All right, man. See it. Talk to you soon. All All right. All right, we are back, and it's just me this time. But normally we would do a um, an email segment where we answer some questions, and hopefully you have some questions uh, that we can talk about. But um, uh, so if you have some questions, I would encourage you to email us 
at uh, or a comment, even if it's uh, we'll read your comments. Anything for smart and funny. If it's if it's smart and funny, we'll read it. Uh, if you're just ripping us, we probably won't. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, if if you want to ask us a question or send us a comment, join in on the conversation, as they say, you can email us at talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. That is talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. Um, and if you're getting this show through Apple, which we're working on, um, leave a review if you like it. If you don't like it, please don't leave a review. If you like it and you leave a review, it helps other people find the podcast. So that's that's kind of why it's important on the Apple one. If you're going through Spotify, I don't know what Spotify does. So just just follow. Follow us and you'll get updated on when we put a new one out. We're going to try to do this weekly. But if you have emails, you have questions, uh, you can uh, email us and let us know and we can answer the questions here. We'll try to answer them here. But uh, for that, for that, for now, that's all. And uh, we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Mike Charleston Podcast.